Hey there, my friend. Welcome to the podcast. This is Brian Del Turco, Jesus Smart, the podcast. Welcome to episode 200. Can you believe it? 200 episodes. And this is not even a special uh, commemorative 200th edition where we might uh, feature the highlights from episodes between 100 and 200. We did that for number 100. We had a special 100th episode. But maybe what we'll do is right around 220, I'm thinking, we'll have a special 220th commemorative edition and we'll highlight episodes between 100 and 200 or between 100 and 220. I'm sorry it's been about three weeks since I've released an episode. My wife and I got hit by the COVID virus And it pretty much knocked us out of the saddle for about two weeks. And we both had this pretty much concurrently together. A very interesting experience. I'm happy. I'm glad. I thank the Lord for recovery and preservation through the COVID virus. And we were doing all we could do nutritionally, supplementation. Uh, we might have gotten a little lax with, um, you know, the whole, I don't know, distancing thing or disinfectant wipes or something. I mean, that kind of got wearying after a while, but we've come through it. We continue to take the good supplementation. It's really, I think, catalyzed, uh, more of a health and wellness consciousness. Lord, I want to thank you for your preservation and your healing power. And so we're back. And today, I'm really glad you're with us. Today, here's the topic, why most people will never be, quote, successful. Why most people will never, ever be, quote, successful. And in parentheses, I have Viktor Frankl, whom some of you may recognize. If not, you're, you're going to want to hear about this man. Viktor Frankl and Jesus Now, most people will never be, quote, successful. I'm talking about being authentically successful. Here's what I mean. Listen to this quote. Don't aim at success. The more you aim at it and make it a target, the more you are going to miss it. For success, like happiness, cannot be pursued. It must ensue. It only does so as the unintended side effect of one's personal dedication to a cause greater than oneself, or as the byproduct of one's surrender to a person other than oneself. Okay, quite a sentence there. The more you aim at it and make it a target, the more you're going to miss it. For success, like happiness, cannot be pursued. It must ensue. He's saying it must be an unintended side effect of one's personal dedication to a cause that's bigger than one's life and or as the byproduct of surrendering to a person, being committed to a person other than yourself. Happiness must happen, he continues, and the same holds for success. You have to let it happen by not caring about it. That's his statement. Victor Frankl. I think it's powerful. I think it's incisive. I think it's full of wisdom. 
He was an Austrian neurologist and psychiatrist and a, and a Holocaust survivor. He spent two and a half years in Nazi concentration camps. Now listen to this. He lost his pregnant wife, his father, mother, and brother. Only his sister survived. Here's my quick paraphrase of Frankel's words. You become successful and happy when you pursue something beyond yourself. When you dedicate yourself to others, then success and happiness shows up. Now, if Viktor Frankl is right, and I believe he's right, and I think that he's getting very close to what Jesus, how Jesus identified success and happiness, just about there. You'll catch that here. If he's right, most people will never be successful because they, we, obsess about success and happiness in a self-absorbed way. In a self-absorbed way. Now let's talk about discovering meaning in life as one of our highest pursuits. Now, if you know anything about Viktor Frankl, he's very famous for his book, Man's Search for Meaning, best-selling international book about his experiences at Auschwitz, the German concentration camp. And Frankl wrote that meaning can be discovered in any circumstance, however horrible. There is a reason, no matter how bad it gets, no matter how bad it is, there is a reason to continue living. And he believed and taught that personal meaning is our deepest drive, not success or happiness. He said that our quest is to discover life's, quote, potential meaning under any conditions. I think this is very good, good thinking and good positioning on these issues. Jesus takes it a little further, which we'll touch on. Frankel says that life is never made unbearable by circumstances, but only by a lack of meaning and purpose. You see, we can't always choose what happens to us, right? We can't always choose what happens to us, but we can always choose how we respond to what happens. Who was the one who wrote The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People? Stephen Covey. This thought was not original with him, but he's famous for the thought that between stimulus and and our response to the stimulus is a space we always have an opportunity to choose how we are going to respond. And in our response, our proactive response, is that's our best chance for success and moving successfully through something. So the stimulus comes. It could be a temptation. It could be some sort of an attack. And between the stimulus and our response to it, there is that space where we can make a decision. This is something that Viktor Frankl is getting at. We can't always choose what happens to us, but we can always choose how we respond to it. Now, this is a universal principle. It's a timeless principle that, quote, success and happiness follow life 
meaning. Okay, now he even believed, and he's getting so, it's so very close to the God ethic. It's so very close to the teaching of Jesus. It's just kind of there. It's just nearly there. It's just that Jesus goes a little bit further, and I'll touch on that. But Franco believed that love is the highest aspiration aspiration that we should have, that it is the source of meaning. And I'm all in with that. I believe that God is love. Love is the basis of creation. He created out of love for God so loved the world that he gave his only unique son, that whoever believes in him will not perish, but have everlasting life. And love is how things work. You can't lead something effectively if you don't love them or love it right? You can't be a political leader if you don't love the country. If you're in it for something else, i.e. moi, yourself, or money, or power, or sex, the unholy trifecta of all things evil, money, power, and sex, right? I remember a professor at college telling his class, watch out for the three G's, the gold the glory, and the girls while he was talking to young men. But a lot of everything in this world comes to that money, power, and sex. But love is the basis of everything. You can't lead something if you're doing it from a basis of power, sex, and money. It has to be from love. You can't lead a family well. You can't lead a business well. You can't lead a church well. You can't lead an athletic team well right? Love is how things work. Love is the basis of creation. And he believed that love was that highest goal, Viktor Frankl, to which we can aspire. And what he would do is he found bliss in the camps. If just for moments during their early morning marches to the work site, he would contemplate his wife, Tilly. He would meditate on Tilly. I just think about her, and he actually found, even though he wasn't with her, he found bliss in thinking about his love for her. He said, then I grasped the meaning of the greatest secret that human poetry, human thought, and belief have to impart. Now, this is where he gets off from a Christian point of worldview. However, I'll read it. The salvation of man is through love. And in love. Well, it is a primary law to love God and to love your fellow man as yourself. And I do believe the New Testament even says that those who love are born of God. But it has to be through Jesus Christ. It has to be through God's plan of redemption through Christ. But at any rate, the salvation of man is through love and in love. For the first time in my life, he writes, I was able to understand the meaning of the words. The angels are lost in perpetual contemplation of an infinite glory. You see, here's the bliss. Here's the joy. Here's the release, the freedom. Real love looks away from the self and focuses on the highest good of the object of love. Right? And Franco came to believe that love is the greatest source of discovering personal meaning. 
It's transformative. Oh, the freedom, my friend, of being released from the everlasting compunction and obsession of self-absorption of perceived rights and perceived privileges and self-pursuit, the freedom that love brings. Here's another way that we can express freedom. It is an expression of love to give. Jesus said it's, it's better to give than to receive. The joy of releasing, giving, forgiving, releasing love, it brings freedom. It brings freedom. It's a deception to pursue the self, to pursue, to become obsessed about our own selves. And so Viktor Frankl is saying that this greatest source of discovering personal meaning is love. It's transformative. Now, what is success really? Because the world tells us that success is money. The world maybe tells us that, that success is boundaryless sexuality. The world tells us that success is power to just trample, climb the ladder, and leave behind you a wake of injured people. It matters not if you obtain what you desire and are looking for. The world defines success as sex, money, personal power, fame, craving many things. I'm suggesting that we have to reappraise what, quote, success is, no matter what the culture says, no matter what the times are telling us. You see, Frankel is right on this. True success and happiness come from contributing to something beyond ourselves and prioritizing others. You know, Paul said in Philippians 2, do not merely pursue your own interests, but pursue the interest of others. Have this mind in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. You see, this is being love-sourced. It's not greed, it's not selfishness, nor is it obsession of power. Jesus taught this, and he modeled it. Jesus said that serving is the pathway to greatness. He said, the greatest among you shall be your servant, right? Love, he, he taught and modeled that love is how things work. For Jesus, ultimate personal meaning, and here's where Frankel comes just short. He helps us. You see, I, I, we can benefit so much from so much of what he's saying. He falls short of just this. Jesus said, seek first his kingdom, the father's kingdom and his righteousness. And then he said, our needs and desires will then be added to us. And when I say desires, I'm referring to deep-seated, true desires that we are designed to experience, to express in life that we uncover as we seek first God's kingdom and his righteousness. I'm not talking about 
the flippant surface desires that you've been carrying perhaps for so long and that may not be enough for you. And I'm going to suggest that they're not enough for you. They don't go deep enough. They're not accurate enough. We uncover those true desires and passions as we pursue God's kingdom and his righteousness. And Jesus promised that all of these things will be added to us. Check it out in Matthew 6, verse 33. You see, Jesus reconnects us with our deepest sense of meaning. And I'm going to, I, I, I would like to touch on this, I think, in future podcast episodes about God's purpose. God has a purpose that is further back than our needs. God has a ultimate purpose that he's pursuing, that he invites us to be swept up into, but his purpose is even greater than ourselves. It's even, I'm going to say something shocking, perhaps. It's even greater than you being saved from hell. He has a deeper purpose. We're going to get into this in Ephesians and Colossians. But Jesus reconnects us with our deepest sense of meaning. And in that, as we're swept up into God's purposes and prioritize that, we find our highest life design. If we take Jesus saying seriously, and behind him in the backdrop, Viktor Frankl, we're going to understand that most people will not choose to experience real success right now. And I'm also talking about positioning yourselves well for the new heavens and the new earth. Well done, my good and faithful servant. Enter into the joy of the kingdom prepared for you, right? But Jesus said this in Matthew 7, enter through the narrow gate, for the gate is wide and the way is broad that leads to destruction, and there are many who enter through it. But the gate is small, the way is narrow that leads to life, and there are few who find it. You see, most people will not find it. In saying that, I'm setting forth a challenge to you and to me that we have to pursue the narrow gate. We have to pursue what it means to truly follow Christ, to abide in him, to enter through the narrow gate, to seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and to attach ourselves to the Father's great purpose, which is even further back than creation, even before the foundation of the world. He had a purpose and he saw you and me and he invites us into it. You see, Jesus is challenging us. Most people will miss it. Will it be you? Will it be me? I don't want that to happen. I want to hit it. I know it's tight. It's offensive. It's offensive to a lot of religious thought. It's certainly offensive to secular thought about what it means to find happiness, what it means to be successful, but I know that it's wisdom. I know that it's what it means, if we could put it this way, to be Jesus smart, to listen to Jesus, to follow him, to walk in his ways, to receive his sayings, repent, that is to change our life and to see ourselves 
orientated to the kingdom, orientated to the kingdom of God, entering through the narrow gate. So how is culture, you know, shaping our sense of what success is? Is Jesus what he said about success and about the narrow gate? Is that offensive? And where are you on these issue, issues? Where am I? Can I pray for just a moment? Father, I thank you. I embrace the listeners in this prayer and all that I now pray, I include them and I pray that they would receive it. I pray, Father, that you would give us wisdom and show us what true meaning and true success is, how it's found in Christ and how Christ reconnects us to your wonderful, greater purpose, which is further back than even our own salvation, our own needs, our own blessings. It's something greater and more fulfilling than even that. We, we seek to seek first your kingdom and your righteousness, and all things are then added. We just, in a sense, forget about the all things and really take in the kingdom, take in your righteousness. And in that, we find success, we find fulfillment, we find happiness. Thank you, Father. We give you glory. Friend, let me know what you think about this. Any thoughts on this? You can go to the show notes page for this episode, jesussmart.com slash meaning, jesussmart.com slash meaning. Reach out to me right now at truenorthquest at gmail.com. Let me know your thoughts. Do you agree? Do you disagree? Do you have more questions about this? Do you have some thoughts you'd like to share about this? Reach out to me. I appreciate you. Episode 200. We'll have a special episode. I'm just going to predict and establish it right now. 220. We'll have a commemorative edition 220 episode highlighting some of the past 100 episodes and hearing from some listeners as well. All right. I appreciate you, my friend. Remember, Jesus knows how life works best. Everything is moving in the direction of everything being summed up in him. I appreciate you. We'll catch you next time.